Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Okay, he's not ready. Literally the second I hit record. Should that just be our intro? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Here we are uh, for episode 12. Oh, what a somber way to start this. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, you just sounded so passive. Welcome to episode 12. I'm trying to be soothing because you're all in a, a grumpy mood today. I'm not grumpy. You're a little grumpy. I'm a little grumpy. But that's also because it's a work day. We don't usually record on days where we're working. That so is you're, true. You're seeing me after a day of work. That is true. So I am a little grumpy. We're gonna go back to weekend recordings. Yeah, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, we're back. Episode twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to thank everybody because after last episode, um, people have been sliding into my DMs. Have they really? Yes. No way. <laughs> You hid that from me just so you could say it, didn't yeah. you? People have been messaging me like, hey, it's me sliding into your DMs. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel so special. Which is funny because less people have been sliding into my DMs. Oh, I, I feel like people felt bad. They and turned like, the tables. I know. Now you're the hot one. Uh, yes. The hot one of the podcast. The, you know, when the people hot say, cast. you have a <laughs> good one. Why didn't we name our podcast that? You know, when people say you have a face for radio, I feel like that's, <laughs> like, it's really just a backhanded compliment. Right. Um, also, real quick, before we get started, I want to say we're doing this fun iTunes giveaway. Um, we're trying to get some reviews on our iTunes page to kind of get, like, momentum going on iTunes. And if you write a review and send us, like, a screenshot or even just, like, your username so we can, you find know, you. find you, um, we, you're going to be entered into a raffle for... A cool surprise from us that we're going to mail you. And we have a few people who've entered already, but if you haven't, please go do that. We would be eternally grateful. What's the deadline? Uh, I think we have it at April 30th. 
So okay. that'll be in like a week. A week. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you have a week. Fun. Countdown begins. Can I Can I play? Can I join the raffle? Can you imagine? I'll give us a great review. You'll get your own pri- you'll give yourself a great prize probably. You're not wrong. <laughs> It'll be a snuggle from Gio. Oh god, you give yourself that prize all the time. Christine, he is my best friend. I love him so much. You have told me that 18 times today. Okay, today I came to Christine's and I saw that their window was open and I was like, I'm not even going to say anything or text her and say that I'm here. I'm just going to scream for Gio and see what happens. And out of her apartment, I heard both her and her brother go, fuck, like just have a heart attack. But Gio was really excited. So that was Gio went running. I choked on a noodle. My brother started (laughs) swearing profusely. Em is like leaning over because we live on the first floor again as I triangulate exactly where I live. And she leans over into the balcony, like, behind our heads where we're sitting on the couch and, like, yells. Yeah. (laughs) And then I heard your brother be like, I'm sweating. I was so scared. He literally was sweating. I didn't, like, say anything threatening. I just said Gio's name. You just hollered loudly. I I just wanted to see him. She thinks she's more endearing than she is. I think that's the problem. (laughs) Just kidding. I've got a face for radio. (laughs) Um, Okay, so before I forget... uh, Amber emailed us a while back, and I completely lost her email in the quote-unquote shuffle, so I found it again, and I want to give you a fun fact, M, about last meals. Ooh. And I know we love this topic, Um, and she was listening to the John Wayne Gacy episode, and she said uh, she has a fun fact about last meals, Mm -hmm. because remember we asked, like, oh, what can you order? What can't you order? Right, right. She said the last meal privilege for death row inmates in Texas doesn't exist anymore because an inmate named Lawrence Brewer ordered a huge multi-course meal that cost them hundreds of dollars, and when it was served to him, he didn't eat a bite of it. Oh, what a dick. I love him. (laughs) But that's literally what we said. We were like, we would order hundreds of dollars Oh, yeah, totally. But so apparently now nobody in Texas gets a final meal, which is so sad. That is fucked up. He ruined it for everyone. Yeah. What a dick. I wonder what the default meal is now that they like give people since you don't get to choose i wonder maybe it's just what they get in some places it's really shitty it's like just the typical coffee and toast that's so sad it's like i'd rather die (laughs) just kill me (laughs) it's like we'll skip that part let's just hurry this up anyway so that's all but thank you amber for that i love fun facts why are you drinking um because i always have a reason because the last month has been pissing me off the whole point of this podcast is for us to have reasons to drink. And you're like, I got none. I had one last week. It was that you were the hot one. And now I fixed that problem. Okay, you fixed this. Now what? So now I ordered a pair of these shoes that are like these sneakers. And I have been saving money for them. And I was so excited and like tracking the package. And then they came and they're way too small. Oh, so, that sucks. And they're out of my size. So I can't even like exchange them. I have to just return them and hope like someday they restock. And I'm just... It's such a first world problem, like beyond, but I guess most of our problems that we talk about are pretty first world problems. I think, is that why you brought the whole box of wine to the table today? (laughs) Isn't it sad that... I just looked over, I didn't even realize this whole time that there's a full brand new box of wine sitting right next, literally within like wrist's reach. I hoisted it over here while you weren't looking. (laughs) Just did a swing and... Why are you drinking this week? Um, because of the, the writer's strike, have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. So because of the writer's strike and we live in that industry and we work in that industry, my hours are getting cut. Oh my God. It's a mess. Which by the way, 
I took this new job because I was going to be making more money. And now because of the writer's strike, I'm currently making less money than I did at my original job. We can't win in this fucking city. I hate it. <laughs> and I was looking it up. I was like, how long am I going to have to fucking go through this? And the longest strike so far has been 150 days. And the most recent one that was really bad was mm-hmm. 100 days. So I, we averaged it out. And that's still like four months, which I'm currently losing like three to $400 a month right now. It's like an extra $100 a week that I'm losing. So if it's four months, that's a whole lot of money that I'm not getting to put away. Oh, yeah. So that's a good reason for me to be drinking. You can find our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com. In case people thought we were just swimming in cash right now, we're I keep not. making jokes like, haha, we're so wealthy. And then I'm like, oh my God, I hope no one actually thinks that because it's <laughs> so such a gigantic lie. I know. Um, oh, and one last thing. This is the big part that I've been waiting for. My mom mailed me an Easter package, right? And so I open it up, and she calls me. She's like, have you gotten it? I was like, oh, I'm about to open it. And she goes, oh, there... I said, did you mail anything for Gio? And she goes, oh, no, I forgot. But I included something for M. Yes. And I was like, are you serious? I'm top of the line. Clearly. So I was like, okay, what is it? She goes, I'm not going to tell you. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, I don't just, know what it is either. I know. And so I have it in my hand. Uh-huh. So it sounds it's, crankly. It's a bag of... It's a Ziploc bag. There's chocolate in it, but there's something else that she included. Okay. Just for you. So I'm going to have you open it. Okay, I'm not looking at... Okay, now you can open it. The jo- the greatest show on earth? What is this? Open it's it. Something involving the circus. It looks like Silly Putty, but a shell. Is it a fucking clown nose? <laughs> She literally went to the circus and bought you a (laughs) costume. I don't even know how to feel because I'm so happy, but I know that I'm also ashamed. (laughs) Like, like I'm going to put it on. You're like angry and excited at the same time. Like I'm like shaking with anger, but also like beaming with happiness. (laughs) Like, like, I want I want to hate this so much. My brother and I looked at it, we were like, what the hell is that? It took us a minute, and then we realized that she had taken my sister to the circus, and she must have, like, bought you a fucking clown nose. You know what? It takes a real woman to hear my, my biggest embarrassment in life, and then mail me a gift reminding me of it. <laughs> That's what German mothers do. <laughs> She's a good woman. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, I've been so excited to give you that. Here, I'm going to wear it for the rest oh of my the... God. You can post this. If you want a secret, she mailed me one too. So Did she? Oh, mm-hmm. we could take a, a selfie. She's like, don't worry. So So in case you got jealous, God forbid. Yeah, in case I got jealous of your clown nose. Not to like totally throw myself back in a clown college, but Oh there's... please, please dive head first. <laughs> so um when you put your nose on, there's a special adhesive you're supposed to put on. Oh, for fuck's sake. And this I literally just put it on because I know nobody can see me. But I just put it on and instantly was brought back to like age 13 oh. and i was like oh i forgot to put adhesive on and i don't know where that came from but it was the oh scariest God. moment of my life so my mom literally transported you into a trauma traumatic she basically past. put me in a time machine is what she did because it's drooping you see but if you put adhesive I on see. it stays alert Oh my god. Bingo bango. You know that for your birthday she's going to mail you clown nose adhesive, right? I can't wait. <laughs> you know what's funny? My mom also went to the circus. Really? Because it's their last be tour, friends. I think. Okay, so my mom, growing up, she her birthday's early April. So she that was always the time that the circus came to where she lived. And so her oldest memory, or one of her oldest favorite memories with her dad was always going to the circus together. And so she, since this is the last time, right. her and Tom went. Oh, that's fun. 
together. That's why my mom and Tim took Francisca, because it was, like, the last... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, not PETA approved and super fucked up, but it is, like, <laughs> right. for, like, historical... Right, like, nostalgic. Yeah, for the sake of it being the last one to go to. Exactly. You might as well... I kind of wish I went. ...experience it. But now you have this nose to remind Anyway, you. thank you so much. I will keep this forever, and I don't keep many things. She put us... I think she put Let's it. put it this way. I didn't keep my old nose, but I'm going to keep my new one. <laughs> That's such an L.A. thing to say. I got a new nose. <laughs> oh, let me upgrade you. <laughs> I got rid of my old nose. <laughs> also, I before I forget, I appreciate the... Uh, she also, the chocolate. Yeah, she also included a bunch of chocolate because I think chocolate coins. She didn't want you to feel like she was just. What's this guy? Uh, I don't. There's something like Smarties in it, like German Smarties. Oh, cool. I don't know. Well, I'll eat them later because they'll be noisy. But thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, anyway, Blaze was like, I didn't get anything. Oh, <laughs> he got a chocolate bunny. We found out. What if? The day I meet her, I'm wearing this. Oh, my God. I don't even know what would happen. I'd actually be too scared to do it. She's probably going to wear one and think it's hilarious. Okay, I'll keep it in my pocket in case she brings it up, and then I'll be like, hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> that gonna... way, I'm prepared on all areas. But you got to bring the adhesive. Just I've got case. all my turfs covered. Oh, my God. You look so ridiculous. Hey, imagine if I was in full actual clown makeup. I don't because we're home alone, and it really <laughs> gives me fear. Okay, I'll take it off. <laughs> gives me, like, deep-seated fear. Hey, by the way... Because we all know you're not going to fucking say it. I'm drinking a chocolate milkshake. I was really busy giving you choc real chocolate. Okay, that's fair. I know. I mean, but I'm we sorry. also know whether or not the, the chocolate was there. Well, I'm drinking a box wine, but you already told everybody. I, it was kind of hinting that you I would know. ask me, but you still didn't. What are you drinking again? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> chocolate milkshake. It looks good, though. It's all right. It's actually really good because it's... Not frozen solid like my other right, ones usually are. Right, It's like fresh off, hot off the press. Hot off the press. All right, so... I have facts. Yay, I'm so excited. Okay, Your I'll... facts have been getting, like, super, like, crazy, like, well, surprising. Well, buckle up. Oh, my God. Okay, my milkshake one will also do you a solid. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I said do you a solid. It's not going <laughs> to help you at all. It's going to loan me some You'll money. You'll get into it. This will probably be your favorite milkshake fact okay. so far. Is it about... Okay. It's not about wine. Oh. Down. Calm down. <laughs> uh, Nancy Kissel was found guilty in Hong Kong of adding sedatives to her husband's milkshake before hitting him on the head <gasps> and bludgeoning him to death. The, oh, the case shit. in Hong Kong is known as the milkshake murder. Oh, my God. Yep. Anyway. The milkshake... Okay. That's literally built for this podcast. Yeah. If they would like to sponsor us in Hong Kong... <laughs> wine cabinet like the paranormal wine and then the the murder milkshake they're like combining our two our two actually topics. yeah oh we should make a shirt of that i don't know how you make a milkshake murder as a we've been on like a like an intense design spree with the shirts we're yeah making. if anyone has any ideas yeah any design ideas please send we them only in. have 45 ideas right now so and we we're looking for 70 yeah um okay here's your wine fact okay in italy right outside of rome uh they built a wine fountain that runs 24-7. And there's a sign next to it, apparently, that says, No drunks allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show you a picture, because Wait. we all know... If anyone wants to know what picture I'm looking at, Google image, wine fountain in Italy, and it's the third picture. Oh, shit! Oh, it's like a fancy-ass fountain. I expected yeah. some, like, grungy it's thing. It's, like, bottles just consistently pouring oh. out wine. Oh, okay. And it's red wine. And How it's good like for you? Beautiful. It's not. I it's actually it was, really pretty. 
I thought, you know, like a chocolate fountain where it has like the tears. I thought it was going to be like that. No. You can now, oh, you can drink from it literally? Yeah, you can literally drink from it. Holy shit. I'm just saying. That's really cool. Okay. I, I had a hunch you would like these facts. Thank you. Anyway, there you go. Thank you for pandering to me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Is that all we have, I guess, for like the start? I know. We're used to usually bullshitting I know. a whole lot. I think, I think we're just ready to get down to business. We are. And I feel like last episode took me, how many? Seven hours to edit. So now I'm like, it let's just stop the, <laughs> the ranting. Stop the nonsense. Okay. Um, so this is another haunted item, not a haunted house. Fun. Um, and a lot of people, not a lot of people have written it in, but I've seen it a lot when I was doing other research. And a couple people have mentioned it to me. Um, it's called the Chair of Death. I've never heard of that. Okay, I hadn't either, so. The Chair of Death? Yeah. That's so dramatic. Like all chairs. Okay, so. (laughs) Good one. I'm so so tired. I have to wake up for work and I'm so mad. I'm sorry. Do you need some caffeine or something? No, I have a milkshake. Okay. But I can't really drink it until I'm done telling you the story. I'm sorry. So we're going to haul ass. (laughs) So in. I'm just going to let that. In 1669 slash the late 1600s, based on whatever website I was looking at. Because some people said it was 1669, and some people said late 1600s. That's still kind of late, 1670s. It's still middle to me. I feel like you're not the late until, like, half of the 70s. Sure. Okay. Now that we're I all... I feel like okay. back then it all blends together, you know? Yeah, and year one, I'm sure it wasn't much different than year 11, you know? Exactly. So, in the late 1600s... Based on who you talk to. You're not happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Bullet one. We can say 1669. It's not my story. (laughs) Okay. It is suggested that in 1669, there was a man named Daniel Audie. Audie? And he was a crook slash thief slash counterfeit money launderer. Hmm. He moved to Kirkby Whisk, which is in Thirsk, England. And he wanted a place where he could do all of his money laundering and keep all like keep all of his money away where people wouldn't find it. So he bought a farm out there, and he named it Donati Hall after himself, which sounds a lot like Dan Audie. Yeah, so what? So did how does it spelled? How's it spelled? Okay, so his name is Dan, and then Audie is A U T Y. Oh. And he spelt it D A N O T T Y, like Donati. That's so weird. But it's like. I couldn't find if he'd really named it after himself, but Donati and his name being Dan Audie yeah. sounds a lot like, like a narcissistic thing that? to do. So he, he, Donati Hall. So it's not even a hall. It's a fucking farm. Yeah. Okay. This guy needs to get his shit together. He needs to chill the fuck out. So he bought the farm and it sat on top of a hill so he could look down and see if any unexpected visitors were showing up mm. so he could like close up shop. Um, he also built... A bunch of secret passageways from the main house down to where he was doing all of his money jobs, all of his money work. I don't know what you... Counterfeiting business? Yeah, because I guess... Oh. Like, I'm trying to think of the way to actually say that without sounding stupid. Is counterfeiting business. Is counterfeiting outfit. No, that's not a clue in my head. (laughs) What? (laughs) No mind. Okay, so he, uh, he built a bunch of passageways to get down there, um, and it... The place where he did all of this was in a hidden cellar with heavy locking doors made out of oak and iron bars. Like, Jeez. he, like, had this place shut down, so if anyone ever came across it, they wouldn't find out what he was doing. Um, three miles down the road was an inn and a tavern. 
like it was the same building, but right. it was an inn slash tavern. And it was owned by Thomas Busby, uh, who was a drunk <laughs> and also engaged to Dan Audie's daughter. <laughs> oh, no. So Dan Audie did he not. He had children? Yeah, he had one daughter. Did he have a, like a wife that no. lived there? Oh, just the daughter. It's just him and his daughter. And then his daughter was engaged to the guy who owned the inn in the tavern. Who was a drunk. <laughs> who was a drunk. So I can't imagine that was a, a smoothly running business. <laughs> um, one day. Oh, also, fun fact, and obviously, Audie did not like Thomas Busby. Sure. Because he was a drunk. Uh, but he was afraid that by not liking him, Thomas Busby would rat him out about all the stuff that he was doing. Because oh. since he was marrying into the family, he kind of figured out what was going on. Sure. So to keep him quiet, Dan Audie, instead of Donati, he ended up hiring Busby to... To be like his partner in crime. Oh. But he also hated Keep that your he was, enemies close. That Thomas Busby was a drunk and with his daughter. And decided that he was going to say, I don't want you marrying my daughter um, when you aren't really like a stable person. So he goes down to the inn in the tavern where Busby's working. And at this point, Elizabeth is already living with him at the inn oh, okay. in the tavern. Because I guess you... At the time you lived where you sure. worked. And was like, I'm going to take Elizabeth home. Like, I don't want you to be with her. And they got into this huge fight. And there's a lot of reports saying that they argued about different things. But the overwhelmingly popular one is that he was trying to get Elizabeth away from him for good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, of course, he was drunk, Thomas Busby, and didn't actually understand what Dan was bitching about. <laughs> and he was like, I don't even know what you're... F- arguing with me about and dan kept saying you're a fucking drunk and i don't want you marrying my my daughter and so what he got out of that argument was um thomas busby was pissed that dan was sitting in his favorite chair that was like (laughs) (laughs) he was so drunk that the whole time that dan was yelling at him saying i want you out of my daughter's life all of Busby's arguments back were, well, get out of my chair. You're in my favorite chair. What's wrong with you? Favorite chair. And so he just kept bitching about his favorite chair. And so later. What a child. (laughs) Later, Dan got like pissed and gave up and was like, whatever. Like, you're clearly not even coherent. So he left and went back to his place on the farm. Uh huh. And Busby's just like fuming at this point because he's so mad that this guy was sitting in his chair and yelling at him was like disrespecting him in his own chair and so he goes (laughs) up to the farm and since he was working with him knew how to get into the doors sure um of like the secret hidden room and all that and grabbed a hammer and then bludgeoned him to death what and left him in the woods jesus and that way like he was out of the picture so he could marry elizabeth and keep being a drunk so he just like casually bludgeoned him he just followed him home and grabbed a hammer and just beat him to death how dare you sit in my favorite chair? <laughs> if you ever sit in my chair, let me tell you what I'm going to do. You're sitting in my chair right now, actually, and... To be fair, though, like, there's a, there's really not many men I know that want anyone sitting in their favorite chair besides them. Like, both of my grandparents have a chair, and you don't sit in it. I was about to say, that's such a grandpa thing, though. Like, they yeah. always have their chair. Yeah. It's, like, off limits. I don't know any who would kill because of it, but it's not a shock that someone was mad that a dude but when you're that drunk and your real feelings come out it's like you know what just get out of my chair if you want to have a real conversation so 
after he kills Dan, uh, the cops find him in the woods, find his body in the woods. Ugh. And uh, they put Busby on trial, and he's found guilty for murder. And he is to be hanged. There's like, there's more to that sentence. I'm just trying to find the sentence. Oh, I was like, hanged? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, he was ordered to be hanged, dipped in tar, and then be left hanging on a gibbet in front of his own inn. What is a gibbet, you ask? Great question, Christine. I'll show you. I knew it was coming, so. I was about to say, I I'm... just learned what a gibbet <clears throat> is. Did you? Did you really? Yeah, I was listening to a medieval torture Oh, well, podcast. then I don't have to show you shit. Uh, actually, my friend has a podcast called Dude, That's Fucked Up, and she they did a thing and they explained what a gibbet was. Oh, everyone go listen to that podcast. It's, a good, it's really fun. Anyway, they did a medieval torture episode, and so that's where I learned it. But so, sorry. You want to... I didn't want to, like... You want to plug them? Like, their name again? Yeah, it's called Dude, That's Fucked Up. Okay. DTF, <laughs> DTFU podcast. I like to think if we collaborate with them, we could call it Dude, That's Fucked Up, and That's Why I Drank. And See, it would work seamlessly. It is. There. It's like the same thing. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Anyway, <clears throat> so Gibbet. Uh, so a Gibbet, if anyone has seen Hocus Pocus, which I don't know who hasn't. You know I have. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to save you. I feel like, okay. Okay, Christine has not seen Hocus All Pocus. All right. All right. I'm German. <laughs> I always use that excuse. It doesn't That's work. That's a great excuse. That makes no sense at all. No. Um, so if anyone saw Hocus Pocus, which is everyone besides Christine, mm -hmm. when the two bullies at the end are hanging in those cages, that's a gibbet. Like the... Have you ever seen, like, I don't, in, like, a haunted house, have you seen, like, the skeletons that are in, like, those, like... Um, like, those cages made out of, like, metal scraps. Like, you can see through them. It's like a skeleton. Maybe. I don't really go to haunted houses. You know I, know what it, I know what it is. I okay. Do, yes. But then that cage thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, hanging on a... Yeah. Okay. The cage itself is called a gibbet, but the post is called a stoop. Oh, okay. And so the chair of death is actually also called um, the stoop chair. You know oh, how this so whole thing is called the chair yeah. of death? On some websites, it's called the stoop chair. Oh. And it's it's because of he got hanged and then rolled around in hot tar and then they put him in a gibbet and hung it from a stoop on top of his own inn. Oh, no. And so... Wait, so they rolled him in tar after they hanged him? Yeah. So it wasn't even, like, part of his I don't really know why. torture? It was just like, haha. Yeah, I would think you'd want to do it to torture him. Sure. Whatever. That's what happened. They were weird back then. Silly. So, uh, in front of his own inn, so anyone who went there would see his own body hanging over. That's so sad. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but on the way to being executed, he, his last request was to have a final drink in his favorite chair. What is it with the chair? I don't know, because I've seen a picture of it. It's literally just, like, a chair. Like, like a it's, wooden chair? Like a wooden... It's not even, like, a lazy boy? Like no, it's, it's like a at-the-dinner-table wooden chair. Uh-uh. I don't get it. He needs to get over it. So... After he had his final drink, he then walked to the gallows and said, Death shall come swiftly to anyone that dares to sit in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> what a drama this going He's obsessed with this chair. Jesus. He's like projecting something. I don't know what. So after his execution, they renamed it the Busby Stoop Inn after him. That's so mean. And I guess the inn actually remained open until only like five years ago. But the last landlord who worked there, lived slash worked there, said that there was always, uh, like, hauntings and 
ghostly happenings. Uh, she said in an interview, I've been here for almost 10 years and the locals are still afraid of the chair's curse. I saw a figure on the landing upstairs. It was a very tall human-like figure with no arms and mm-hmm. no clear face. And I moved sideways and then disappeared <gasps> through a wall. Ew, it had no arms. That's what she said. Okay, so yeah, and then there is also um, some other different ways that people experienced hauntings there, but I'll get into that later. But so basically this chair ended up being incredibly haunted after he died and cursed this chair and said, death will come to anyone who sits on it. And uh, the chair took, uh, like some reports say, up to 63 to 70 lives who sat in it. What? Yeah. L- took their lives? Like, like after sitting in the chair, they died relatively soon. Um, some reports say over 70 people, but anyone who ever sat in that chair or, like, quote, pissed it off uh, died pretty much immediately. Like, no, very few people have survived sitting in the chair. What? And prior to death, uh, they each experienced either extreme itching or paranoia, paranoia hearing things like distorted confusion like they didn't know where they were items being moved around written warnings on mirrors and walls about their imminent death what the that f- ended up being accurate um and it says and other strange happenings wait extreme itching <laughs> extreme itching like there'd be like rashes and oh. scratches all over them but i thought the writing like the clairvoyant writing about your death I thought that was pretty cool. What the fuck? Like, they saw... Like, on the mirror, or what? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, on the mirror, or they would see, like, carved into wood, or something <gasps> like that. Ugh. And it would say, like, look out, or it would say, turn around, or something that ended say, up being, like, the last sentence that they you heard. sat in my favorite chair. <laughs> it's, yeah, they just saw, like, the emoji of a middle finger. <laughs> just, I warned you. <laughs> um, so, only seven people survived the chair. And had all those experiences. And then they ended up still dying early. What? Yeah. So the first report of someone dying in the chair was a chimney sweeper who was with his friend in, at the tavern and sat in the chair. This is all after Busby died. So Right. Right. So um, the chimney sweeper sat in the chair while having a drink with his friend. And uh, him and his friend left, and then the next morning, they found his body hanging from the post <gasps> next to the gibbet where Busby was laying. Like, he was hanging right next to it. Ha! What? And he was drunk, so, like, nobody knows how he got up there or how he died or who brought him up there, because if if he died down on the ground, who brought him all the way up? Nope. So they were like, that's weird. <laughs> and then <laughs> there were uh, a bunch of murders during and after World War II, um, a bunch of Air Force officers would go there because their air base, they call them air base, um, so. it was right next to the tavern, so a lot of people would go in there. And up to 15 men died after sitting in the chair at different times. Holy shit. There was also a, it's a rumor, but also it was a true rumor because up till as far as we know, anybody who sat in the chair never came back from war. So even if they survived the night and they went back to war, they never came back. So it was like a urban tale of, oh, don't sure. sit in the chair. Because one, you'll die. And two, if you don't die, you'll just die in the war. Oh, God. Um, and, and it said upwards of 15 airmen died in the chair. Uh, in 1967, 
Two Air Force pilots sat in the chair, drove home, and hit a tree. Um, and and this, a lot of stuff had happened in between the chimney sweeper in the 1700s to the 1960s. I'm just picking stories. Sure. Wait, what was the, which war was the first one you mentioned? You said, I've only said World War II. Oh, it was World War II. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in 1967, two Air Force pilots sat in the chair and they drove home. Another time, two different pilots uh, had come in and they dared each other, but they were too scared. So they just, like, one touched it, just touched it. And then the other person, like, hovered over it, like, didn't actually sit, but just kind of, like, pretended like they were going to sit in it. And uh, that night, one of them got run over by a car, (gasps) and the other one fell off a train. (laughs) What? (laughs) How do you just fall off a train? What the fuck? I don't get it. Wait. <laughs> That's like, those are both freak accidents. Like, freak accidents. And they happened within, like, two days of having pretended to sit in the chair. And they didn't even sit in it. Right. Listen, this guy's pushing it a little with his don't sit in my chair. <laughs> these people didn't even sit Basically, in it. Basically, this is just, like, the 300-year-old drama queen. He's so dramatic. Yeah. Like, Jesus. He could be on RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> and don't fuck it up. Oh, my God. Maybe it's, like, the reincarnation, you know? Oh, yeah. For sure. Anyway. So, um, over 20 cyclists had fatal motorcycle accidents leaving the pub. And there are skeptics who are like, well, maybe they were all drunk driving. Sure. Because they're leaving from a tavern. most of them. a lot of these stories, because I guess back then the taverns didn't stay open late. So, if you were going to get drunk, it was like in the middle of the day. But I don't, like, from the stories I've read, like, I've read a bunch of stories about this. And none of them implied drunk driving. There were three different people who died after sitting in the chair who were drunk, but they made sure to mention those. Right. So, and the other thing is, like, sure, people people did drink and drive back then. Like, it was yeah. very normal. Driving like, was brand new. They didn't have rules yet. <laughs> like, if you watch Mad Men, yeah. Don Draper drives around drunk literally all the time. And then he got a, he got into a car accident, like, hammered out of his mind and got, like, a, like a $50 fine or something. Yeah. But, I mean, people drove drunk all the time, but it doesn't mean, like, 20 people die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not... A, it would be. It would still be weird if twenty drunk totally. people all died right after sitting like in that chair. Like it's extremely dangerous, but it's still a ridiculous number of people to die. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway. That's that's up to the listeners' opinion. Fine, I guess we'll give them their own opinion. <laughs> um, a hitchhiker also didn't know about the chair, so he sat in it when he was eating. And I guess all the locals just stared at him, like just waiting to watch him die. At some point, they were like, "How the fuck is he gonna go?" And he literally walked out of the restaurant and then waved to say bye and got hit by a car. Um, Why did they not have this thing, like, locked up behind a fucking... They kept thinking, like, hopefully it's fake. I don't know why they didn't just, like, believe it and leave it alone. I guess there are probably enough people to be like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know? I mean... Yeah. Well, so if this is all happening since the 1700s and there's, let's pretend, 30 people who have died up at this point, they could always, like, some asshole skeptic could be like well of course in 30 years 30 people would die somehow right like i don't know fair I, point i'm yeah. not a skeptic though i yep. i like to pretend that this all definitely happened on we purpose. don't understand the minds of those people so uh one local man sat in the chair and a half an hour later he had a heart attack and died oh. a cleaning lady that worked there bumped into the chair <gasps> and she like was so scared poor thing she like bumped into the chair and that night she had a brain hemorrhage <gasps> and died Oh my god, that's not fair. Why is he such a dickhead? That's uh, not fair. She didn't do it on purpose. I don't know. These other people were taunting him. I know. Oh, yeah, it became actually an attraction. It brought a lot of, like, money to the tavern because 
the... Oh, maybe that's why they kept it out. Because they were saying, like, oh, like, you know, here's the haunted cursed chair. Try sure. and sit in it and not die. So, But you will, so... <laughs> but you will, ha, ha, ha. Um, a roofer sat in the chair during his lunch break, and he was, like, not a regular, so he didn't know. And once he got back up to the roof, it collapsed entirely, like, through the tavern, and he plummeted to his <gasps> death. A group of builders in the pub dared their apprentice to sit in the chair, and he did to, like, look cool to them. And after going back to the building site, he also fell through a roof, but this time onto hard concrete, <gasps> and his, apparently his head exploded. Oh, my God! So after that, the new owner, his name was Earnshaw, he locked the chair away in the Thank cellar. Thank you, Earnshaw. <laughs> he locked it away in the cellar, but um, people still had interactions with it in the basement. So, like, a brick bricklayer was con- um, a bricklayer was contracted to go check things out in the basement, and because he was new and didn't know, he saw the chair there, so he just rested for a minute, um, and then. After he took a nap in the chair, he, uh, which, by the way, is the most fucked up thing to do in a chair that's haunted, to take a nap in it. And also, it's like a wooden chair. It's not like, again, a recliner. Like, I know. Why are it's you not like it's the 1600s anymore. Like, there's more right. comfortable chairs. Literally lie on the ground. But anyway, uh, he fell to his death on the job. And then oh a delivery man saw the chair in the cellar while he was unloading his deliveries, so he sat in the chair to rest. And on his way... From the pub, the van that he came in went off the road and crashed into a vacant building where he died. What? Like, just a lot of stuff. Was, like, it's people just, just kept crashing and falling. It's, like, not normal for this many people to die of freak accidents. Like, or have brain aneurysms or yeah. heart attacks. And So, anyway, in 1878, Earnshaw was like, fuck this. Like, it just has to get out of, out of the building. Right. So, he donated it to the museum in town called the Thirsk Museum. Okay. To this day... Um, the chair is in the museum, and the most recent update I saw was in 2014, and it said that the museum was still there. Um, the chair is still there, but it's mounted six feet high on the wall, so nobody accidentally sits in it. <gasps> can you imagine? So if you look up pictures of it, you can just see a chair, like, nailed to the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, and then, so apparently a lot of people have also asked to, like, sit in the chair like people, people are so stupid i know people come from everywhere to ask and they have a rule there where it's like no matter what i don't care if you're a janitor i don't care if you work here i don't care if you are the founder of this fucking museum i don't care if you're offering me a million dollars nobody sits in that chair so like Good. at least they have morals at least they have some fucking sense about them and so uh there are rumors though here's another skeptic thing that i have to say because i have to respect everyone's opinion no, so uh, there are rumors that the chair isn't real and that when he was donating it, donating it to the museum, Earnshaw actually burnt the original one and just gave them a chair so that there was an explanation for, oh. you know, oh, here's the haunted chair. But in case anyone touched it, he already burnt it, too. I was also going to ask, like, when they were nailing it, did they have, like, draw straws for who had to oh, yeah. nail it to the oh, wall? Oh, that's such you a know? good point. Like, who had to touch it? How terrifying to be the one that's nailing That's such a good point. Nails through it. Like, they like probably... literally someone bumped into it one time yeah, and exactly. had a brain aneurysm. Imagine grabbing it with both hands, hoisting it above your body and nailing it to a wall. Climbing a ladder with it and being like, I'll probably die right now. It's like, now. I wonder if it goes through your body. Like if you're touching the chair, can someone touch you? Cause imagine oh. someone who had to like brace him on the ladder. Right. Cause that, they had to pick someone who was like terminally ill and be like, you know what? <laughs> you're, you're going anywhere. Or like 95, like grandma, just take the or chair. Or like death row. Like 
Here's your volunteer oh, death. We'll give you your $100 meal, your final meal, if you climb up this ladder. Yeah, eat it away from us. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, someone had to touch it. How also, how did he donate it to the museum? He probably called the museum and was like, you fucking <laughs> you touch go. it. Like, it's in the basement. Go get it. Probably. So, uh, I guess if that person didn't die, then the rumor is not true, right? Maybe. Unless you're right that maybe he did burn it and it was all true before and then he just was like... Yeah, but whoever nailed the chair to the wall, if they're still alive, then the rumor... But I mean, you know maybe I mean? maybe it's true that it was a fake chair that he donated. Yeah, you know must I mean? have been if they're still around. But I mean, that's still fascinating because it's like... But what if they didn't know? I mean, they still had to like have totally. that mental torture you're of right. like, oh shit. Wait, this is the haunted chair? <laughs> yeah. They had to get an intern to do it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that an... In the LA Absolutely. industry, they'd be like, "Oh, we need an intern to possibly die. Who's in? <laughs> to, How badly do you want the, the job?" The sad thing is that every PA goes, "Me, please pick me, please, please. I'll stay overtime." So basically, this is like the LA internship oh. of 1967. Oh no, that got dark real fast. <laughs> but you're so right. Every intern would be like, "Oh my god, this is my shot. Like, this please is, let me die for I, you." I did everything to move to LA for this moment. Oh, sad. <laughs> Uh, and then they get fired. Absolutely. <laughs> and then they get right. unemployed forever. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the museum has never broken its promise in the 30 years, um, despite numerous requests that, like, even the threat of legal action, like, there have been people who came in and tried to sue the place for not letting them sit in the chair. What is wrong with people? They were Japanese. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> But, like, uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, I don't know if it's like a, if it was like a game they were trying to play or a dare or if they were like not from America. And so like it, like to them, it wasn't anything. But isn't this in the UK? It was a Japanese film crew. But isn't this in the UK? Yeah. Oh, you said they weren't from America. Oh, fuck. Whatever. Okay, I get it. It's as fucked up as an American <laughs> situation. Well, because suing sounds like an American thing. People always make right. fun of America. I just assumed we were in America. Yeah. Because people are ridiculous here. But, um, no, that it was a 2004 Japanese film crew. And then they said something along the lines of like, they were going to, I don't remember what they were going to try to do, but they got so upset that they refused. Um, they got so upset that the museum refused permission to sit in the chair. Um, and they complained to the head of legal services at County Hall. And later, <laughs> this is the best part. When they came back, they, we're talking to the head of the museum and they're like, well, what's the penalty if we actually disobey your rules and sit in the chair anyway? And the guy was like, you'll die. <laughs> like, uh, it, like, it's, it's not easy. even, it's not even in my control. You'll just die. <laughs> like I'm trying to save your ass here. Like, like that's your penalty. And, uh, I bet if you get enough people every day asking, I'm going to sit in it anyway. At that point, I'd be like, just fucking die. Then go Literally, ahead. Like, I'd be it's like, up to you. Good. Sit in the fucking chair. So anyway. Well, we have listeners in Japan. So if you know why. Don't go sit in the chair. Don't sit in the chair. But if you know anything about this, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural thing. So know. they said the museum put out a statement saying we could have made a lot of money for the museum if we let visitors sit in the chair. But a promise is a promise. And I was like, wow. Integrity. Yes. Good for them. Thank God someone has it after 300 years. The museum is still open and functioning with the chair as of 2014. Uh-huh. And the pub still proudly displays a sign showing the Busby stoop next to a mock set of gallows. Ew, they have a fake gallows? Yeah. What the fuck? Here's a, here's a, a mockery of someone dying and We're then so being proud. landed on his own. 
establishment. Oh, man. There you go. Bunch of winners, I'll tell you. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what this guy's problem is. He needs to chill. Like, for I mean, that wasn't my best ghost story, but that's definitely my most dramatic oh, story. Oh, it was crazy. I mean... That sounds like a third grader offering you, like, their mechanical pencil. I, I was like, gonna say Do that. you mind? Yep. Like get a, away from like it. Like, you stole my gel pen, so I'm gonna haunt it forever. I know. Like, get over it. Anyway, that's your story for the week, y'all. He needs... I feel like a little bit scared for my safety that I keep bashing him, but he needs to chill. But I don't want to sit in his chair. Cool. That's probably smart. Because it sounds extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. All right. She's currently refilling via box. It's so easy. It has a little twist knob. Wow. Things are going so well for you today, Christine. I almost wore that shirt today, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Can you imagine? Boston University. Hey. Hashtag BU. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to delete that. Okay. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> so... Dear future Christine. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Love past M. Oh, man. I need you to life coach me through all of this. Wow. Okay. I'm going to tell you today story of Carl Tonsler. Hmm. Who? Carl Tonsler. Tonsler? Tonsler. Tonsler? I don't know how to say it. Okay. Tonsler? Tonsler in German. Oh, Tonsler. Why do you always got to do the Tansler? Okay, Tansler. Carl Tansler? Carl Tansler? Yeah, sure. In Germany? He's actually in Florida, so who the what? hell knows how they pronounce it down there? Oh, so you just threw in the German accent? No, he's a for German. The... He moved to Florida. Oh, I thought you were doing it since you're the hot one. You can get away with anything now. Now I have an accent. <laughs> no. Uh, his name is Carl T. Carl T. Sure. Carl. Let's just call him Carl. Fucking Carl. Fucking Carl. Classic <laughs> Carl. <laughs> we have a listener named Kevin. He was like, yeah, the whole time I was like, oh. <laughs> Typical Kevin, Classic am I right? Kevin. <laughs> Okay, so this guy's a creepazoid. So if your name is Carl, I'm sorry in advance, but... Carl the Creep. Carl the Creep. Classic Carl. <laughs> so Carl was a German bacteriologist oh. born in 1877. He was not a doctor. I just want to point that out because he attempts to practice medicine later, but he's not a doctor. Okay. Oh. I know. So he had two children uh, named Aisha and Crystal... Hey. Which, like... That's pretty relevant for 1870s. I, that's... I literally texted my mom. I was like, is this a normal thing that your daughter's name... Yeah, is early 20th century Germany naming your child Aisha? Well, I asked her about that, and she said that um, it's it comes from Africa, and they had a lot of literature, like Heart of Darkness and that kind of oh. thing, coming from, like, um, East Asia and from Africa. So, like, Aisha and Crystal might oh. be, like, I was that. like, classic Carl keeping with the Joneses. Well, I was ready to, like, make so much fun of this. My mom's like, no, it's actually a very... And I was like, well, fine. Your mom shut fine. you down. Fine. Cultural significance. Whatever. Carl. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, Carl moved from Dresden in Germany to Florida in mm -hmm. 1926. He left his wife and daughters in Zephyr Hills, Florida, while he took a job as a radiologic tech... Radio... God as a radiologic technologist at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida. Wow. Under the name... Oh, he changed his name, thank God. To Carl Von Kozel. I still... What the hell? Fucking hell. You can know. change your name to anything and you pick Von Kozel? <laughs> <laughs> well, because fun usually means, like, you're, like, uh, of nobility, I think. So maybe oh. he did it to be, like... Oh, oh like, like Von? Like, yeah, like Von. Like, oh, like Von. Because it means from. 
So it means like from oh. from wherever. So it's like a family name, like you're gotcha. from a nobility. I don't know. He probably just he's clearly delusional. I'll, right. He you'll find out. He could just like gone with Smith. <laughs> yeah, like a normal fucking immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Carl. <laughs> fucking Carl. Aisha Smith. Aisha von Kozel. <laughs> She had to get thrown in so many garbage cans. <laughs> Literally the entire the entire time I was writing this, I was like, poor Aisha and Crystal. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, okay. So when he was, when he moved to Florida, something people noted later that he claimed a lot was that while he was a child living in Germany, he was visited by visions of a dead ancestor mm-hmm. named Countess Anna. Oh, see, here we go again. Anna Constantia von Kozel. Oh, well, there's Von Kozel. Yeah. So I guess that's where he got it. How do you say it again? Uh, Anna Constantia von Kozel. Constantia von Kozel? Who showed him the face of his true love in, in dreams. Like she Wow, him. must be nice. My fucking grandfather <laughs> follows me everywhere I go, and I've seen diddly squats. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> maybe you gotta name yourself after him. I've seen Goose Egg. My, yeah, my name, I'm not named after him. You should change your last name and maybe he'll show up. I don't want their last name. Who showed him the face of his true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman. Four years after moving to Key West, Carl met Maria... Uh, what is up with these names? I'm sorry. Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos. That sounds like Zach and Cody. Emilio, Julio, Ricardo. Do you remember that guy? Yes! Yeah, and he would say his whole name. He had like 13,000 names. That was names. a great show. I just remember... Emilio... No. I Emil- forget the Esteban, order. Esteban. Esteban, Emilio, Ricardo... But then at the end, he'd say, Cortez! And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's all your names. Oh. Anyway, this guy is that guy. Basically. So her name was Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos, a 21-year-old Cuban-American woman who was brought to the hospital that Carl worked at by her mother. Carl recognized her from his vision. Shut the fuck up. Grandpa, what's up? You don't want to be like Carl, I'll tell you that much. I know we're only like... A paragraph in, but... Where them hoes at? <laughs> no wonder your grandfather doesn't... I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh. Anyway, you guys can feel free to slide into my DMs again. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe I'll see one of you from a dream that my grandfather didn't provide me. <laughs> that should just be your pickup line. Like, oh, I saw envisions from my grandfather. <laughs> my dead grandfather. There'd be like a human-shaped hole in the wall yeah, from them running bye. away. <laughs> Uh, no one's going to slide into our DMs anymore, are they? No. <sighs> so, anyway. <clears throat> so, he recognized her from his visions, um, quote-unquote. So, Elena was the daughter of a local cigar maker and was considered a beauty in Key West. Mm-hmm. Hoyos Elena had married a man named Luis four years earlier, which makes her, like, 17. Right. But I guess whatever. You know, it's the, what, the right. 1900s? Okay. Uh, but he left her after she miscarried their child and left her to move to Miami. That's fucked up. So that's casual. Um, unfortunately, Elena was very sick with tuberculosis, which at the time was incredibly fatal. Um, actually, almost her entire immediate family was um, killed by tuberculosis. So Tunsler decided to use his self-professed medical knowledge uh, to attempt to treat and cure her with a oh, no. variety of medicines, x-ray, and electrical equipment that he brought to her home. Um, Tensler fell madly in love with her, showered her with jewelry, gifts, uh, clothing, and 
allegedly professed his love to her, but there's no evidence to show that she ever returned any of his affection. Um, Because, again, she was 21, and he was, like, 60-something. Like, he was old. He was an old dude. I don't know if he was 60, but he was definitely a middle-aged man, at least. Okay. And she was 21. Perfect. Um, Classic. Classic Carl. So, unfortunately, Elena died at her parents' home on October 25th, 1931. Uh, Carl paid for her funeral and even commissioned the construction of an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery, which he visited every night. Ew. Um, One lovely evening in April of 1933, a year and a half after she'd been buried, Carl crept through the cemetery, removed her body from the mausoleum, carted it through the cemetery on a toy wagon... Gonna let that what? sit for a moment. And bra- say it in slow motion. <laughs> what was that? One lovely evening in April of 1933, a year and a half after Elena had been buried, Tansler crept through the cemetery, removed Elena's body from the mausoleum, carted it through the cemetery on a toy wagon, and brought it back to his house. <laughs> that guy knows how to party. <laughs> You're welcome. He said that her spirit would come to him while he sat at her grave every night and that it asked him to take her body out oh my god of her grave he also it's said it's like you're taking my ghost story <clears throat> it's really we, we could have done this together no this is just a delusional old guy i don't think oh, okay. i don't think any of this is a real ghost story he also said that she would come out of her grave and serenade her own body with spanish songs who doesn't, though? Every night. I mean, why is he talking about that like that's new? <laughs> like when you're a ghost, you're just going to come serenade yourself? Yeah. Your own dead body? Sadly, the only song I know is Feliz Navidad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope that was the song that he was... <laughs> that was the only one. <laughs> he was hallucinating her singing. Um, so anyway, she told him to take her from the grave. How convenient for him. So the body was obviously decomposing, as bodies do. And he was like, oh, I know. I'll attach the bones together with coat hangers, and then I'll put glass eyes in her eye sockets. Huh? Then I'll replace her skin with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. Huh? But her scalp started to decompose, so her hair was falling out, so he made a wig of her actual hair that had been collected by her mother and given to Carl after her burial. So, like, I guess her he literally asked her mother to give him locks. It's like, hey, I know your daughter died. Mind shaving her head and putting literally. it all in a Ziploc for me? It's literally. And I think it was because, like, I don't know why, but, I mean, he paid for her funeral and everything, so maybe it was, like, you know, I guess. When I was 14, Uh-oh. my childhood dog died. And I kept some of his fur in case they ever developed the cloning process. But that's totally rational in my <laughs> mind. I'm serious. But like, and I still have it because I'm like, the second cloning animals is cheaper, I'm, I'm in. I'm about to cry. Now. Isn't that thoughtful? No, of you're me? like upsetting me. That's so sad. Well, I mean, it's still, I still got it. But that way, like, I can have them all over again. If I, if it showed up, if, if the time came. I get it if that was his reasoning, but if it was, oh no, I'm just going to glue it to like a jelly sack skeleton with glass eyes. No, yeah, like, like he was cuckoo batshit. Like it was. But he deserves a master's in art. You sh- have you seen the body? It's no. there's photos of it. No, why? Because it, it's 
have, I don't want to explain myself. I no, no. I want to. I want to see the pictures now. But why do you think I would know what you're talking well, about? Well, because I've seen it, but that doesn't mean much for anybody. <laughs> but I was at work and I was scrolling through Wikipedia, and someone walked past, and I like realized God. my screen. I have double monitors, so it's like fucking on the screen. Her like corpse with fake eyes, and I was you like, you know what? This shouldn't be. I miss when you didn't have a job. Because- Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Well, I just, like, I have one job, and you have two jobs, and I have one computer, and you get two, and I don't understand how you went from zero to double on everything. (laughs) I have double computer. Okay, are you ready? This is her, I'm going to show you the picture. Wait, uh, before I look, is this, like, after, after he's made a fake, this is the fake skeleton of her? Well, no, like, it's her body, but he keeps, like, trying to, so, like, her skin was decomposing, so he keeps putting, like, wax on it and shit. What a fucking weirdo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's on the left, and she, her body's on the right. Oh, that's interesting. Is that crazy? He looks like... Like a crazy... He looks like Sigmund Freud and... Yes. Colonel Sanders had a baby. Yes! That yeah. is the best way to describe it. But she looks fizzucked. <laughs> she... I mean, keep in mind, she was literally in her grave for a year and a half. <laughs> okay, before so he like, took her body out. It's like she just rolled out of bed like me. Like, she has a reason to look that bad. <laughs> right, like, we don't have an excuse. At least she was a corpse. Next time I see you and you look like shit, I'm gonna be like, oh, has it been a year and a half since we pulled you out of the grave? <laughs> oh, have you been dead for that fucking long? <laughs> Did you roll out of your toy wagon? <laughs> Did Blaze cover you in plaster of Paris? Oh my god. And fit you with glass eyes? I mean, it is... I mean, it looks like, um... It's, it looks like a leather mask on a mannequin. It's literally... And that's why it's so fucked, because it's literally her dead body. And, like, he didn't that's, take anything off of her. I know, it's disgusting. That's pretty fucked up. So if anyone wants to Google it, don't do it at work, because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty creepy. Like, it's, it's, like, very unsettling when you know that it's... A corpse. I intentionally make sure my phone is charged when I'm at work, so during lunch yes. I can Google shit. Smart. Because if I did it on my computer that my boss is looking at all the time, yeah. she would think I'm. she should fire me that, before I yeah. kill them. It's smart. I mean, I... Same. I look like a... Like, the only things I Google these days are just all fucked up information. Oh, yeah. My Google search history is terrible. Anyway. Even the one at work. I, it's, like, pretty mild at work, but it's still, like, pretty much only about dead people and murderers i swear to god if i go to toys r us and there's like a little kid dragging a doll around in a wagon (laughs) and it's life-size i'll wonder why is there a life-size doll anywhere i don't like that i don't either ew can you imagine like life-size barbie i hate that my biggest fear growing up was that like i would own a life-size doll and then whatever goes for following me would like make it come to life like in front of me like i would watch it like (laughs) <laughs> come out literally my biggest fear and i know we've probably said i think i said this on a previous episode but my first sleepover ever my best friend at the time had yeah. like a life-size barbie and it was in the corner and i literally was asked her mom to please put it in the closet because it was just like yeah i was like can you please smiling. decapitate it and put its can entire body somewhere burn else burn its body in a bonfire yeah yeah anyway <clears throat> as i was saying you know i've had a. Uh, a few people say that their favorite thing about listening to you specifically oh, on no. the show, and it's not your gasp, although they did bring that up too. Oh no! Was that you? Your voice comes off. Apparently, I have a masculine voice. Oh, I because have. they say that you have the like lightest, most like delicate, feminine, uh. like gentle voice, and then out of like this tiny little voice, you hear what the fuck, like. <laughs> <laughs> and like my favorite thing is just waiting to hear like these like 
sailor cuss words come out oh, in such a no. happy, dainty voice. Oh, no. And I, then I was like, well, what about me? And they're like, well, that's expected. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. you ain't wrong. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, I listened to the first episode. Um, M has the most beautiful voice. And I'm like, She's what about wrong. me? She's like, yeah, yeah. But tell M I really <laughs> like her voice. So I was like, oh. I don't know why. I think I my voice is uh, very, what's it, fluid? I feel like I have a chameleon-like voice. Interesting. I can just, I can bring it to all sorts of situations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have a stereotype. It can blend wherever it needs to. Yeah, I uh, read an article that people, I have dog hair in my mouth. <laughs> I read in an article that people inherently respond better to voices that have more, like, baritone, like, just like a... Because we're, we remind them of the sounds of the womb. Whoa, maybe. That's a, that's a reason I, that sounded like a really weirdly random fucked up thing. But I'll, that's why a lot of babies like the low humming of a car, because it sounds like oh. it gives you that, that muffled murmur and that like heavy yeah. womb, womb, womb sound of the, of the womb. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that might be part of it. Obviously, I did not come with that maternal instinct to have a baritone <laughs> element. That's why voice. you have the dad. That's why you have a boy, because they can take care of that. So anyway... He had asked her mother for hair from Elena's head. No, you showed me the picture. Of, right. Right, right. So he fashioned a wig out of her real hair and put it on her head. Then he filled her abdominal and chest cavity with rags to keep her original form intact-ish. Dressed her in stockings, jewelry, and gloves. She's trying to eat a piece of chocolate. I literally, I was mid-unwrapping <laughs> a chocolate from your mother. And all I hear is, he stuffed her stomach and abdominal, whatever, cavity, cavity with rags. And I was like, mm. I saw the chocolate just go back down. Like, you were bringing it to your mouth, <laughs> and then like, it was gone. I was like, oh, no, I don't really want to eat this. He kept the body in his bed, but he was kind enough to put up a, a curtain veil between them uh, to give oh, her some privacy. Gentlemen. Yeah, he wanted to give her some privacy. He did stuff her entire insides with rags, but he wanted to give her enough privacy, so he put a curtain up. For, like, for her to just lie there? Yeah, so... Like she needs her privacy to lay down, but not her privacy for you to rip her open? To be in her own grave? Yeah, no. To be in her own stomach? Jesus. So, he... Um, so, obviously, she smelled because she was a fucking dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That sounds like the bitchy thing that, like, a seventh grader would say. Like, oh, my God, have you heard about Kate? Like, she smells. Because <laughs> she's a dead fucking body. <laughs> This is where my fucking voice comes into play because it's like I sound like a bitchy seventh grader. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> and then I hand her like some Hollister like body spray and I'm like, dude, fuck the locker room in well, seventh grade. You know how everyone's like super dramatic? <laughs> he gets yeah, it. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> Like, I could just imagine a 12 year old being like, oh my god, she smells because she's obviously like a dead fucking body. She must be a corpse. <laughs> that's so sad. Anyway, that's how I feel about everything you just said. You're bringing me back to my. Can, this, can the title of this episode be The Bitchy Seventh Grader? <laughs> Christine is a bitchy seventh grader. But it's also sad because she was bullied by bitchy seventh graders. I was too. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Look where we are now. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> Find us on iTunes and say it to our 
Suck it, popular Stay girls. to our reviews, man. Don't, though. Don't. Because we have a really good streak going. God damn it. Do not. Do not tell me I that smell. That would be how they... <laughs> like a corpse. <laughs> that would be how they'd get us back now, though. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Hey, weren't you telling a story? Was I? You know... Yeah. I oh. think you were. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, was it about a dead body? Might have been. Oh. All right. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, she was a dead body. So he used perfume, disinfectants, and preserving agents to try and cover the odor of her corpse in his bed. I just want to stress that she was lying in his bed. Okay. <laughs> That's in, disgusting. It's, it's foul. Oh, my God. Okay, I won't go off on another tangent. Just get through the story. Okay. In October of 1940, which, by the way, is nine years after she had died... <gasps> Uh, to the month, by the way. Uh, How was she not, like, oozing and, like, dripping? She was, and he just kept, like, stuffing her. Because, like, they show, they don't show everyone, but if you're gross like me and look it up, there's, like, they'll show you what a decomposing body looks like after, like, over time. And, like, if it's lying on the bed, like, it's literally melting into the bed. Like, it's disgusting. It's foul. Like, Like, I feel like at that point, after nine years, you could see, like, the rags again. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he kept putting, like, wax and plaster (sighs) Like, basically, it was just, like, wrapping the That's why the, the, the photo you saw was, like, after those nine years, because they finally discovered it and, like, took a photo. But, like, all that time up to that, it was probably... It looked like, literally, Michael Myers, like, but, from yeah. Halloween, yes. but a mannequin. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, okay, so, nine years after her death, uh, Elena's sister heard a rumor that, <laughs> that Carl was sleeping with her sister's dead body. Beautiful. The rumor started because Carl was routinely buying women's clothing, had stopped going to the mausoleum where he had gone every single night before, and a boy had reportedly seen him in his window dancing with a giant doll. And he, Shut he, up. He like, told people, oh, I saw him dancing with a giant doll. Honestly, at that point, though, I have to think it's re- actually a doll because if it were that body... Wouldn't have, like, literally fallen apart in in her hands. Like, gravity would literally have her head roll off. Well, he had coat hangers, and he would, like, connect... How how is any... I feel like that doesn't matter anymore. I feel like you really had to put a lot of coat hangers in her neck for her head to not just roll away. Well, the way they described it is that he basically mummified her. And he basically tied all her skeleton together with wires. Right. Like an actual skeleton. And then, skeleton, like, waxed it And then shut. completely plastered her entire body, and then, like... But was it wax? Yeah, wax and plaster of Paris. What did he do during August, when it's hot? Did the body melt? Did like I, Was it, like, a know, snowman, and he had, kept having to, like, put it back up? <laughs> I mean... Like, just smushing it together? Maybe. maybe. But it was also plaster of Paris, which, like, hardens. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like a cast. So he basically casted her entire body uh, on top of her bones. It's like a like a dead frosty and apparently it's no but sort of <laughs> you know like if frosty were like oh i thought you meant like a wendy's frosty no like <laughs> dead like, frosty no. the snowman sure you know what i mean sure like if you just encased frosty the snowman in like a sausage packaging yeah yeah except for he has to have bones and he's also decomposing so he smells really bad I just don't know how to put anyway, this in my head. There's no way to describe it. It's just awful. Um, so anyway, so the sister, Elena's sister, confronted him at his home and discovered what she thought was a life-size doll of her sister. The oh police. She called the police because she was like, what the fuck is going on? 
They seized the doll, which turned out to be Elena's actual body. They arrested and detained Carl, and he was found mentally competent to stand trial, which I don't know fucking That's a lie. how, but whatever. Um, while on the stand, Carl claimed he planned... This is just beyond. <sighs> Carl pla- <laughs> claimed he planned to use an airship to take Hoyos, to take Elena, high into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore life to her somnolent form. And then she'd come back to life and be like, why are there rags in my stomach? And also, I told you no, also, pervert. why can't I see because my eyes are glass? Why can't I move because my spine is a wire? Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh, it's so disgusting. <laughs> and like, literally, she was 21 and he was like, an elderly dude and it's like she said no it's so fucked up on so many levels like he for sure she even when she was alive was not interested no she was like you're fucking old i'm 21 anyway this is disgusting the case was dropped and he was released because the statute of limitations on grave robbing had (gasps) expired so he got to go home what a little bitch uh her body was examined by physicians and pathologists and put on display at the Dean Lopez funeral home and was viewed by almost 7,000 people, which is so mean. They like. That's like reading Anne Frank's diary. Yes. It's like, she didn't want anyone to read that. Exactly. It's exactly. like, here's my mannequin wax body. It's ex- exploitation. This makes me think that ghosts can't be real because how was she not haunting the shit out of that guy? That's a really good point. You maybe, know? But maybe when she died, she was like at peace with her life and like peaced out. I know, but if I was at peace with my life and I saw someone doing that stuff to my body, I would do a sharp U-turn and be like, excuse me? <laughs> You'd be like, hold on, God. I- <laughs> I'd be like, I'll be there. Hang on. I'll be, I'll be there in a second. I'll be back. <laughs> be like, you want to say that to my fucking face? Let's go. And then I would possess him. What a fucking pervert. So, anyway. Um, 7,000 people viewed her body like it was some kind of circus display. Uh, it was eventually returned to the Key West Cemetery, and her remains were buried in an unmarked grave in a secret location so that our good friend Carl couldn't find her body. Um, the case got a ton of press, obviously, and the public mood at the time was generally sympathetic. People saw him as a, quote, eccentric romantic. I'm sorry, they were sympathetic to him? Absolutely. People thought he was so romantic, crazy, eccentric, not even crazy, eccentric, but they called it romantic and like a gesture of true love that he took her body home. I mean, it makes me so mad. That literally makes me so mad. Like, not to be that person, but that... No, but that... Fucking that's, feels rape culture. I, like, I was literally oh, going to say... sweet. I was literally thinking in my head, I was like, do I, should I bring up rape culture? Because this is it. Like, she's 21. Like, oh, how sweet. He's fucking violating her body in every possible way. And then he's like getting martyred he's becoming a martyr totally and he's like and she says no in real life so when she dies he's like well now i can have you it's like like some weird like how 12 year olds think romeo and juliet's so fucking romantic but it's like uh no they just killed themselves (laughs) like that's not romantic bunch of idiots anyway that's so gross so gross so people were like oh what a romantic like there's newspaper art If you think he's so romantic, why don't you fucking date him? How about that? Yeah. See what happens to your live body. Oh, that's so gross. uh, I know. Um, Later. Okay. It's going to get worse. No, it's not, Christine. Later research revealed. Don't make a liar out of me. Evidence of Carl's necrophilia with the corpse. Wait, they found evidence of it? It's. 
Yes, but it's debated. Where where was the stuff that they found? Two physicians named Dr. Forker and Dr. Okay, this is a real name. His name is Depoo. D E <laughs> capital P O O. Like literally a fake name, Depoo. Which takes credibility away in my opinion, but it's fine. Aww. Although I feel like he was born with that last name and was like, I must become a doctor to make yeah, I must make millions so people can't laugh at to me when they need me. Yeah. Like, I need to poo. I need to poo. <laughs> Send to poo. <laughs> Send to poo. It's right a terrible on. name. It's a te- Bring me to poo. <laughs> <laughs> he should have changed his name to Fun Kosal or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> so Dr. Forker and Dr. DePoo. Who attended the original autopsy of her remains claimed that a paper tube had been inserted into her to oh allow God. for intercourse. Oh my God. Some people think it's a hoax because uh, the proof surfaced over 30 years after the case had been dismissed. They claim it was always there. Um, and the HBO show Autopsy in 2005 did an episode on her and claimed that and like used that as part of their research. But it's also debated because they were at the original autopsy and nobody reported it. But again, at the same time, this was like. But how fucked up do you have to be to add, like, add fuel to the fire? Sure. Like, why are you salting wounds? And you think about it, like, the autopsy was done, what, 100 years ago? So maybe they just didn't include it because it was like. Also, I'm like, I, I don't have a penis. You don't? Mm Mm-mm. I don't get it. Well. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm assuming putting it in, like. A paper tube? No! Isn't doing it for you. I would think like, not. Literally, when the body has, like, become gelatin, you've got other vomit. stuff to deal with. Like, that's super fucked up, but why would you put paper, like, a paper tube? Like, you couldn't find anything else in nine years. Well, like, I should not be encouraging it. I'm just confused why that was his If you're gonna choice. do necrophilia, do it right, is Emily's slogan <laughs> of the episode. Yeah, like, as, as fucked up as it is, it's like, I can't believe that was enjoyable. Yeah, he literally spent hours, like... Like, put it in, like, a dry... It's just not. Blah, you know I what know. I mean? It's horrible. It's Gross. horrible. Like, so, might as well put it through shard glass, too. Ooh, blah. Okay. Anyway. We can write all that out. So after this. <laughs> oh, we won't. Uh, so, <laughs> so after this, <clears throat> Carl asked her family if he could have her body back. Shut up. I'm not Shut joking. up. I'm not even joking. Shut up. And they were like, no. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no. Uh, instead. He created a forensic death mask, which is a plaster cast um, of her face. So he created his own, like, uh, plaster face and then put it on a life-size dummy that he created to look like her. Um, And then he kept that in his bed until his death. Uh, He was found on the floor almost a month after his death, reportedly wrapped in the arms of his dummy, of the Elena dummy that he had created. That's revolting. Think about Aisha and Crystal at this point. They literally, I can tell you one damn thing, neither of their names are Aisha and Crystal anymore. They changed those names as fast as I could. (laughs) They're like, I don't know him. No. Can you, I mean, anyway. Can you imagine though? Like when they're like in the shower or like alone and they're like forced to be with their thoughts. Yes. And they're like, that's my dad. Oh, that's so fucked. Anyway. That's it? That's it. What the hell? He died in the arms of his creepy-ass dummy, and everyone thought and I, he was romantic. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet all the journalists thought uh-huh. that, that was such a romantic way to die. Literally, everyone was like, wow, true love. Where are those people now so I can punch each of them? Every single one in the nuts and the face <laughs> and the vagina. <laughs> Wherever it hurts. Wherever it hurts. 
I can't believe people thought that was romantic. Isn't that disgusting? That's so disgusting. But it shows you a sign of the times. Like, this was, what, 80 years ago? I don't know. But... I wonder what people would think now, because anyone who's, like, active on social media would probably, like, obviously defend her. Exactly. But there's some sicko. Oh, sure. Like, on their own, in their house, who's like, I don't see what's wrong with it. She was dead. It's not like she remembers. But I think that's probably going to be the minority today, I would hope. I I would hope, or I'm done with her. Well, especially with media... Like, I think the media would be on I can't fucking believe her it. side because typically people are much more sensitive to that kind of thing. And no one arrested him. Oh, they did arrest him and he went to trial, but he went to trial for grave robbing. And so. But like n- nothing else, like not even like. like no. They couldn't get him on anything else. You couldn't. No. F- they couldn't find a reason. No. Just grave robbing. And then when the time, by the time they got around to the trial, the statute of limitations was up. So they let him go. So, like, back then, like, sodomy was illegal, but necrophilia wasn't? Well, they didn't, like, that's the thing. Like, that wasn't part of their... Like, they don't know for sure if... if that was even part of the whole deal. Couldn't like, he have may someone have... lied and been like, that happened? Like, just com- committed to that story? You'd think, but, I mean, he was... I would have. He was a true romantic, you know? Just trying to get some love from his dead... And he really looked like to remind everyone. He looks like Colonel fucking Sanders. No, like, he's old. He's he looks like literally like Sigmund Freud mixed with Colonel Sanders. You're so right. That's the grossest. So look up her body. It's creepy as fuck. When you know it's like it looks fake, like completely fake. But he literally took like all her skin and tried to plaster it back together. Oh my god! It's foul. That heinous. Anyway, how do we end on a high note now? You Christine? ask me that every week. <laughs> we should start something where how like i do the milkshake and wine facts in the beginning oh i do like a fun thing at the <laughs> end like a happy random fun fact at the end just to like seal the deal hmm, let me see just to leave people wanting more we should tell no that would be really bad i was gonna say we should tell an embarrassing story oh no it's not that I don't have enough. I was it's that say, I, I don't want to do it. And it's also going to be, our episode's going to be six hours long instead of <laughs> an hour and a half. Well, we well, love you guys. I guess we're just going to leave it here. Sorry if we ruined your day. But listen, she got her justice. He's dead now. Hopefully they're both in heaven going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to raise my children someday. I'm going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> They're in heaven now. <laughs> Going, what the fuck? <laughs> I, my friend out here who has a kid, I went out to dinner with them, and she, the little girl who's four oh. was, like, starting to fall asleep at the table. And I was like, oh, Baby. Are, you, are you ready to go home? And she was like, hell yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, what like, a gem. I guess we're going home. By the way, guys, Geo and I had such a good bonding moment today. Yeah. Let's end it. Let's end it on that. That's a good note. Let's end on a Geo update. Do a Geo story. Aww. Remember we were gonna, when we first started this podcast, we were going to do a Geo's horoscope every week. We were. <laughs> we could probably just start that. There was a funny one that I read that I bookmarked. Okay. But I don't know it anymore. It's oh. somewhere on my computer. But anyway, oh, tell your Geo story. Yeah. Oh, no. That was the Geo story. What? I was... Oh, what was your moment? We just had a good bonding moment. Oh, we yeah. just we just embraced and hugged oh my God, and laughed. He literally hugged you. Like he does the hug where he puts his Yeah, he does this thing where he gets on his hind legs and only if he likes you. Oh, and he gets totally. on his hind legs and he, with his front legs he'll like give you a hug on your leg if you're standing. And then you bend down and hug him while he hugs you. It's and then he puts the his best. paws on each shoulder and then he licks your ear. It's like he's saying, Hello. 
But anyway, that happened today, and it was exactly <laughs> what I needed. So, yeah, it's he's a sweetheart sometimes. So next week, should we start geo horoscopes? Oh, that would be fun. Okay, let's make that our thing that we sign off on. Yeah. Okay. P.S. For all you Patreon people, I promise I'm working on the blooper reel. Yeah. Almost done. We've literally been so busy. We're trying very hard. We haven't forgotten. We have so much merch that's coming through right now that we're like, there's just a million things happening at once. But I am going to edit this and then I'm going to edit our blooper reel and I'm going to have about 8 million blooper reel episodes ready to go. So don't worry. They're coming. Thank you for your support. Yes. We have awesome merch coming. We're so excited. And if you have any merch ideas or recommendations, please send them to us. Yeah. Um, Thank you again to everyone who tweets us follows us anywhere oh, it we, makes us feel really wanted we love our twitter we have so much fun on like, I, my twitter. favorite thing to do these days is go on twitter and Same. see what people are saying i go to work every morning and i'm like have my coffee and like before i investigate anybody i just <laughs> go through twitter and i'm like life is so happy so thank you to everyone who listens you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram uh it's and that's why we drink atwwd podcast we have our email and that's why we drink at gmail.com please send us your stories we have a listeners episode coming out that's right soon soon next week yeah it's monday so it's like the day after the next okay. episode after this so lucky then we'll get two. god this keeps happening yeah. <laughs> we should have planned this out better i know but um so please keep sending in your stories we really appreciate it um all right all right guys and, and that's, that's why, why we drink. drink that's the first time i did it right <laughs> You had to point at me. I always go, and (laughs) that's all for today. She's like, wait a second. (laughs) Thank you, guys. All right, thanks. We love you all. Okay, bye. Bye.